Jose Galison of No Way Jose. You can find me on the No Way Jose YouTube channel. You can also find me on all the major podcatchers and Odyssey as well. Uh, today, my guest is Stephanie Edmonds. Uh, as always, I'll, I'm going to keep doing this for a while, giving you guys a little reminder of how this works. This is a live stream right now. It'll only be available for today, and then I'll un- put it on unlisted. So I guess if you still have the link, you can still get to it or whatever. Uh, it will be released later as a numbered episode. Uh, patrons will get it. Like it'll, I have the link in my Patreon. So if you're a patron, you have access to it all the time. You don't have to like go hunt down the link somewhere. Um, also, my patrons don't have to super chat uh, to get priority. They, I usually give them a little code ahead of time. I gave them one for this one. So if any of them show up, I will notice the, the code in the chat and I will fucking I'll react accordingly. Um, yeah, so this one, feel free. I mean, just you don't have to super chat to get uh to get get on here, but it gives it priority. Uh, I mean, obviously, if you're if you if you want to say dumb shit and super chat it, that's a good way to get on there. If it's if it's dumb shit and it's not super chatted, I'm probably not gonna bring it up. Uh, today my uh, topic will be supporting non-compliance. We'll also probably talk about other stuff. Uh, so just to give you guys a little update in my situation and how this is kind of pertinent to me. I know I told you guys before that uh. If I absolutely, absolutely had to in my current current situation, I probably would. But um, I uh, I'm currently waiting on my religious exemption to see if it goes through or not. I uh, I've also kind of uh, you know for those in the know who understand the lingo, wink, wink. I may have found a little agorism uh, uh, hookup too if it comes to it. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, and ideally, uh, hopefully, I can if it really comes to, it, I can drag feet enough to where I'm in a better financial situation because. Honestly, I mean, I, if, it, if I'm a good spot, I can tell them to kick rocks. And this kind of applies to this episode, too, to kind of where she's coming from. Uh, I mean, I'll let her introduce herself more. But, you know, from the, what I've gathered, she's a teacher who's being fired for uh, not getting the pokey poke. And, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, also, if you guys uh, notice the intro, uh, it's back. Uh, it's a little bit different because I keep having to change it for copyright reasons. So um, hopefully this one doesn't get hit for copyright. I had my boy Justin Campbell. Uh, d- dick with it some more so i i don't know it's it's like they don't even tell me if it's the audio or it's the video that does it so i don't know he, he messed with the audio this time so we just keep tinkering a little bit more until we don't get hit for it uh but yeah uh with that oh yeah it's always i like money give me money uh patreon.com just no way jose 2020 so i mentioned being a patron earlier you do get a little bit of a hookup for that uh you get easier access to episodes even before the release is a numbered episode and then also you get to super get priority in the super ch- or in the live chat uh as always top lobster is the man so go check out his content topslobster.com i don't have one of the shirts on right now i'm kind of slacking after coming back from tom woods 2000 i haven't done laundry but uh so i don't have one of my assortment of top lobster shirts uh and all right yeah let's go ahead and bring on stephanie what's up stephanie hey what's going on what's up? do you prefer me oh no problem do you prefer go like staff or stephanie or do you have some sort I, of i i have no preference whatever okay. feels better to you 
Okay, because Stephanie feels like formal. I don't know, but like yeah, because Steph, Steph, Steph is cool. Steph, Steph feels kind of douchey though. I don't know. Why. No, no, it's all cool. Like, <laughs> hey, it's Steph. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's usually what I say, unless I'm trying to be formal. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So I don't know. But, um, um, but yeah, thanks for having me on. This is cool. I liked your intro. I was digging. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I like the original better. We had to mess with the music, but it's still good. I still like it. And if anything, it's probably better. It went it went way harder before, but it's actually <laughs> probably good to dial it back, be a little bit more elevator musicy, to be a little yeah, more like better for family intro. friendly and stuff. Oh, you know? I, this is not a family friendly show. So, <laughs> dick fuck balls. There you go. Oh, so not oh. family friendly. I don't care uh ideally no, you know, i'm a teacher so i like pretend yeah. like oh my god yeah. cursing but teachers yeah. curse teachers curse <laughs> I, mean, I promise you i have kids so i can i can put on the act of you know not swearing and stuff but uh just uh, all i ask is just within the first five minutes don't drop like the n-bomb or something you know like, oh <laughs> I got- <laughs> that's all i care about i definitely I won't be doing the- that oh we're at five minutes you can say the n-word if you want oh good <laughs> so we're, we're I'll good save now. that for later wait another yeah. five yeah, because I mean the five just like a, a rumor you you hear that if you once you get past the first five minutes you're good algorithm wise and not getting dinged. Oh, I mean, okay, but you know okay. like it's probably safe to go with like ten. All right, know, so but, fuck mean, the algorithm. You yeah. know. <laughs> so uh, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Uh, I know you're a content creator as well, so I don't know if you want to go into that. Uh, obviously, don't introduce too much yourself because we're gonna go more into your story later. For but, sure. Uh, just kind of over who you are, what you do, what you're about. Obviously, like you know, this is your chance to kind of you know going to your like content creator side of things yeah for sure i'll I'll plug i'll plug myself you can find me on teaching liberty on youtube um i'm gonna have a bunch of new content coming real soon um you know i'm on uh we were talking about this before i'm on twitter but um i would say like i'm more active on instagram so on instagram i'm at teaching liberty and on twitter i'm teaching teach liberty one which is shown up there because you're on twitter and that's where we met Mm. Um, and, uh, well, a tweet recently that I think that I, where I met a lot of people was the one where I was saying, as of today, I will no longer be allowed to enter my school building. Um, cause New York city put in a mandate for, well, at first it was just for teachers. And today the mayor announced for all city workers, there's no more testing option, either get the jab or lose your job. And so for me, as of October 1st, I was no longer allowed in the school building and I was having my religious exemption processed. So it was another few days until they denied me. And I believe it was October 6th that I started to be on unpaid leave. So it's been about, what, 15 days now, little 14 days, two weeks. And in some ways it's, you know, it's scary it's unsure, right? I don't have an income right now. And they've given us a few different options, but I'm not taking their options. They terminated me. That's how I see it. They terminated me. They don't get to dress it up as resigning or some severance. No, you terminated me from my job. Um, But in other ways, it's very freeing. Mm -hmm. I'm a free woman. So now I'm free to go out into the world and do bigger and better things. I'm trying to see this as an opportunity and it's going to hurt a little bit in the short term. Right. Mm -hmm. But I'm playing a little bit more of a long game because the thing is, if we don't stand up right now, what are they going to mandate next? Once Mm -hmm. you give them autonomy over your body, just say, oh, to keep your job, you got to put this in your body. Right. 
what are they going to do next? Yeah, no, I agree. I, 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 I've been looking at more as like a cost benefit analysis. So it's different for everybody. I mean, there's different situations for so sure. There are for some sure. people that do just are not in a spot whatsoever they can. And I would actually think some people would be foolish to not comply. And saying, uh, I see it's like cost benefit analysis. So yes, it's, uh, yes. it's where, I mean, I know in my community, the Liberty community or whatever, you know, they kind of, a lot of them are butter about that. They're very hard line. Don't comply. And I, I think generally speaking, yes, you shouldn't comply. And it is, you do, there is definitely long-term benefit. So I see as a cost benefit analysis. So if you can in any way possibly make it work, I think you possibly should, because I actually think it works out better in the long run for Liberty and on an individual level. Because if you can be in a spot where you, it, the, the ideal is to put yourself economically in a situation in which you can't be kowtowed like that. So, right, right. you know, that's, that's the ideal. And that way uh, you're in a spot where it's like, you know, if someone comes, there's no one, you're uncancelable, you know? So like, you know, say something was like, not that I'm, you know, have any, I mean, I guess like down the line do, but like say with like podcasting, like, you you know, generally speaking, I guess YouTube can take you down, but usually you have multiple sources. You're kind of, to some extent, hard to be fucked with. So, and there's not really some compliance they can get you with. Um, all right, yeah, no, see. I agree. And, and that's kind of, I was just saying it today. I was saying it kind of like a, a, a deck of cards, but I think how you said it a little bit more in like the economic terms of the cost benefit analysis is probably even more accurate is yeah, that's how I'm doing it. Like I'm taking the pinch right now. And I think long-term it's going to force me to like, really like be able to build up my own fortress, right? Some insulation from this, but not just like playing defense, but also like go out and then play some offense. Um, and you know, I really hope like, just cause I know, I know so many people who took the vaccine, who I love so much, you know, people, my family, all that. So, you know, I hope that there's nothing that ends up down the line happening because of these COVID vaccines, but, you know, also as a young, healthy person, that definitely is part of my, uh, you know, cost benefit analysis. Yep, definitely. I do want to point out real quick for those uh, who interested in knowing, cause I mean, you, I did a religious exemption. I'm still waiting to see the results. You did a religious exemption. Um, I guess I'll say from my perspective, I'll let you guys know the Russian Orthodox are super based on it. Just FYI. Uh, but uh, the angle I attacked it from was apparently, I guess, I don't know if it's a, a well-known thing, but from what I've been told and what I've looked into is every current vaccine out there has, whether it's in the production phase or in the testing phase, has used fetal line cells. Yep. So you have the abortion argument because those are aborted fetus uh, cells they use. So there's the abortion argument, which is pretty easy to make from a religious perspective. And then even from then from, you know, you make the uh, make the case of that if you are in any way supporting it, you are increasing the amount of cells that are going to be used. So you can kind of bring it to economics as well. But uh, I'm just curious, is that the same same route you attacked it from? Because I'm just trying to get people. Yeah, I definitely yeah. I definitely included uh, the abortion yeah. piece in there about, you know, thou shall not kill, things like that. And then mm-hmm. um, also, you know, God talks about keeping the species separate. I'm Jewish, so, you know, I may I focused on. Oh, my God. Not again. Oh, there we go. I don't know. It's, I haven't had this issue long. Time. I don't know what's going on in my internet. It's been so screwy the past couple of days. Oh, no. But yeah, sorry, um, yeah, to keep the species separate. So like, mm-hmm. like you said, uh, abortion lines are used. Well, also like they use animal proteins in, either in them or to grow the vaccine on them, um, which has all sorts of, you know, cross contaminations and things like that. Uh, and again, so just keeping your blood pure, keeping the species separate. Yeah. 
and then, you know, something I, I just went into you know, my faith and how I grew up and how my faith evolved over time and about how, you know, I named my son Caleb, which is, which is God's most faithful. Um, and because I've always put my faith in God, you know, when life gets hard, that's what I do. And that's how I came to this decision. So, uh, you know, in, in New York city, they just rejected people. They didn't give any reason. They were just like checkbox denied. And at the court hearing the other last week, uh, the DOE claimed that they had approved people from over 20 different religions or something, or from 20 different religions. And it's like, well, what does that mean? Like, did you approve 20 people? Like, did you approve, you know, 40 people out of thousands? Um, and so, you know, we've we have a few court cases going. We haven't seen much luck so far in the in the courts. Uh, the religious exemption has another hearing, I believe, this week. I or maybe it's next week. And then um, we just lost in the appellate court for a class action lawsuit that we had. And so we're looking to file to get into the Supreme Court. Obviously, you know that's not a short thing. You have to apply and see. So we're doing that process. Um, and I do think that there'll be many more lawsuits to come. Yeah. I do want to bring up a chat. Someone brought up real quick. Cause I, I, this was a thought I had, uh, it says I'm a Satanist. Everything is up to the individual for those on, on the, in the know, uh, not all Satanists literally worship Satan. There's like, t- there, I mean, if anything, Satanists are usually just edgy atheists. That's really all they are. Um, but like, they're just, people have this like code of they go by but he says uh so everything's up to the individual fuck anyone who tries to force coerce or mandate anyone do anything sterner and redbeard niche individual anarchy and egoism no i 100 percent agree uh i actually like it was just funny when i was doing the form i was like man i could totally 100 percent make the same exact argument you know because like i can make a abortion argument from an atheist perspective easily yeah and it's like but they're not gonna i highly doubt yeah. they would value it you from have, a, so you know. one thing that i heard i went to like a seminar with some lo- lawyers that were running a seminar and one thing that they said that you have to be careful of is making a philosophical objection mm-hmm. rather than a religious objection so she did say in the thing she was like you could be a satanist that could be your religion and you could get a religious exemption but you still have to kind of follow they gave us like a formula to follow you know obviously it needs needs to be like long and everyone needs to be your own but just kind of like the parts that you should include um so it could totally work it's just that if you, some of the people that you like Nietzsche is like a philosopher so mm-hmm. I don't know if I would necessarily include that line of thinking in my letter you know I would try to keep it more along the traditional lines of religion but um another person michael kane so kane versus uh de blasio is our religious exemption like that's the name on it and michael kane is founder of teachers for choice which is a a caucus for teachers in new york city who stand up for medical freedom and there's been a few different chapters that have been established in like new york and in long island and i think they're talking about new jersey too so um, he it, his religious was like Buddhism and Christianity, right? So like again, it doesn't need to be a traditionally like recognized religion. It just needs to be your deeply held religious belief. And so I really do believe that uh, the Department of Education is guilty of discrimination 
uh, based on people's religious beliefs. And that's one of the reasons why I'm not going to resign, as mm. I said in the beginning, and I'm not going to uh, take their severance package or whatever they're saying. They are going to terminate me. Because when they terminate you, that gives you more standing to sue versus like if you leave kind of amicably, which is like what resigning is, even if you like don't like it, if you resign, it's kind of seen as more amicable. Um, and there's I, I believe there's different legal implications for that. Again, I'm not a lawyer, but just yeah. from what I'm gathering uh, through these cases that we're doing. And so, you know, I want I'm going to sue them for discrimination. I've filed with the EEOC, which is the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Uh, I sent in a fax today declaring like, hey, like I want a letter so I can sue these people to hopefully try to expedite the process. Um, you know, who knows? It's a federal it's a federal um, like part of the federal branch of government. So I don't know how fast they're working. Yeah. Uh, but, Michael uh, uh, responded. I do want to, I do want to address. I, I am all for, if you want to make the, make the case to your employer or whatever, for like a non make a religious argument from a non-religious perspective. I mean, go for it. I'm all for, it. I just, I have anything just thought it was interesting that it's like, that's in a weird way as kind of discrimination in a sense, like even though you aren't religious, like you're an atheist or whatever, but you're able to make an argument that it's, it goes against your virtues. It's, it is kind of silly that you have to have a, a belief system behind it or a, religious belief system to back it up but i mean all if you can make that work go for it but i mean i would more say like uh wouldn't it make more sense to do what actually works or or could possibly work yeah but, you know, whatever <laughs> like, that's what i'm saying so like you have to decide how much of a fight you want to have like yeah. you know in the one sense i do agree like why is why is catholicism any better than necessarily something that's more rooted in like a philosophy I mean, as as a God person who believes in God, like I could make a religious argument, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. why I think it's better to have like a faith that's based on God rather than just a purely like kind of logical like faith. Um, so so maybe there is some sort of like delineation there in the legal history um, that favors my bias. But if I was going to like step back and take like the more like liberty perspective, I would say like it doesn't need to be religious for somebody to have their deeply held belief that they're like, you know, like it's more, what is that when you take a, like you, you won't participate in the, in the military to uh, a fuck uh, a, a, a moral objector. Con yeah. Conscientious objector. Yeah. Yeah. Conscious ob objector. Like that's a thing. You know what I mean? Like, I think that that's kind of the same idea. Pro, pro tip for anyone in the military, there are way easier ways to get out than that. That's actually a nightmare. Uh, Pete Quinones did an episode with Dylan Allman, who is a, a conscious objector, and he goes into how he was like, he said multiple times, like, I just wish I just finished up my contract. It would have been way easier because it, it's not this quick, like, I'm a conscious objector and see ya. Like, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just throwing that out there. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Keep no, going. no, no, no. I think I was like pretty much at the end of my thought just yeah. about going into the line of argument that the person in the comment was making. Yeah. Yeah, and he said attack the illegitimate power in any ways necessary. And you know what? More power to you. If you want to fight it, I don't yeah. care. I mean, I, I don't well, really give a shit. I'm just it saying does like, make if you me actually think, want though, to be successful. Yeah, <laughs> of some, it makes me think some of something that like Dave Smith said. Um, mm. 
you know, and he was talking about how right now the vaccine mandate is the biggest threat that there is to liberty. And not only is it the biggest threat, but it's like fundamentally threatening, right? Mm -hmm. Versus if we're in a different time, the biggest threat might not be like a fundamental threat to like all liberty. Um, And so I do think like sometimes you have to kind of like choose where you're going to put your energy. And so like, yeah, fight the, fight the man in any way possible, fight the tyranny in any way possible, but maybe the best thing to do in that is to take the half step and just get a religious, religious exemption, you know, using a more traditional interpretation of your actually deeply held religious beliefs. You know what I mean? Like, um, so at the very least it'll buy you time, but if you're in a situation in which you can you can say fuck the system and I'm just going to, you know, make my argument that I want to make, you know, go for right. it. Right. Yeah. I think I mean, ultimately, I, yeah, sorry. I was, I was just going to say, I think ultimately yeah. we need to do like, there needs to be multiple people doing a lot of different things. Like no one yeah. approach is good. There's many paths yeah. to liberation. Yeah. It's all situational. It's just obviously the ideal is to have as much liberty as possible. Uh, I do real quick before I hit the super chat. I do want to let everyone know. I didn't say it earlier. The, uh, her, uh, Stephanie's GoFundMe is in the video in the description. Uh, it's so I, I normally do the video description later when I do the uh, numbered episode, but it's in here now. So if you guys want to donate uh, to help her along this, but uh, Anchor, uh, you know, Agarwal, uh, I, I've seen you on Twitter by the way, bud. Um, he gave a fifteen dollars super chat, which I appreciate it, man. Uh, are you worried that your religious exemption, the state, will comb through your life for instances where you broke with Jewish law in order to try and paint you as being insincere in your appeal? I mean, I would say that would be a kind of a rough spot to put them in because you're going to weird debating theology, but you can go ahead. No, I mean, it's not like it's something you don't think about. Um, however, I I would like to think that my actions are more or less consistent with my beliefs overall. Um, I mean, you can nitpick and take things out of context. Sure. You can do that for anybody. Um, I think that yeah, it'd be a lot of manpower to, to give for one person. Um, yeah. But it's it's a fair point. I mean, it's not like it's something that people don't think about. Um, I have done, you know, quite a few media appearances. And but again, everything that I it's that I say is like literally my sincerely held belief. So, you know, do you always act in line with your values? No, our politicians know that perfectly well. <laughs> you know, like it's everybody's human so yeah and like the I'm only saying, person just, who can judge yeah. me is god right yeah i just I, it would be just a silly place for them to come from because because especially when you're talking about theology there's so many different perspectives so you could you're just getting into like a black a pandora's box of arguing if you if you went that route as a state which i mean whatever if they want to but now you're just i guess the inquisition <laughs> yeah so uh, you brought up Dave Smith, and I, I kind of want to ask you where you come from ideologically, just because I think it applies to what we're going to talk about here a lot. Um, so, yeah, I'm just kind of curious. I kind of got more of like a conservative vibe. I'm just kind of curious where you're coming from, because to be upfront, I'm a complete and utter anarchist. So I don't think okay. there's a government at all. I mean, I'm not like crazy about it. Like, I'm not like someone that's out there like, you know, protesting like murder laws. Like, I mean, like, those are the last ones to go. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> but like like a Michael that, Malice, yeah. a Michael yeah, Malice an anarchist. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I think like a Michael Malice is cool. Like, I would say I'm somewhere like along the lines, like between like Dave Smith and Michael Malice somewhere. Okay. Um, uh, I've you know always been kind of like libertarian ish, like not like super li- libertarian party. But yeah, like, you no, know, I've never really identified <laughs> with the right or the left. Like I've always kind of done like I remember in college, I did this thing called no labels, which like looking back, I'm pretty was sure was like some corporate like, let's have a third party guys, like whatever. But like, you know, as a young kid, you don't necessarily know that you just like, oh, I don't believe in either of parties. I think we should have a third party. So um, and I was like in the libertarian club, which I turned into the alternative political society because I was like all right we're gonna need more than libertarians if we're gonna have we're gonna have a club here guys <laughs> so we got a few more members that way um and yeah i've i've just always been uh non-affiliated like registered non-affiliated usually that's interesting i don't know why i, I kind of like tried to like do a little bit of research in you so i combed through twitter a little bit and i got a little bit more of a conservative vibe but i couldn't tell so it's kind of yeah. interesting that you're like well, a little bit more go ahead that's kind of like where i feel like you know if you're going to be kind of like a little bit more mainstream or like teacher, like teachers, it's, it's like a conservative crowd, I feel like, or yeah, in the mainstream, like libertarians always get kind of like put in with conservatives, which I think is not right necessarily, especially like maybe five years ago when the democratic party wasn't so far left, you know, but like, you know, cause you'll be like anti-war, but you're also anti-big government. So yeah, it's, but I, I can definitely see how you get those vibes, especially on yeah. Twitter with, with issues like this, it's a very conservative issue. So I've been getting like a lot of play in the conservative algorithm. That's that's interesting, you brought that. Up. I wasn't even, didn't even have this in my notes, but uh, you brought up like it's more conservative for teachers. I, I'm kind of curious. I guess I come especially where you're in New York, and then teachers, no, I just mean I like uh, okay, no, yeah, yeah. Teachers in general are left vibe, but if you're okay, gonna be yeah, like different, if you're gonna be yeah. different, then you're gonna be in with like more of a conservative yes. crowd. You can't so, be full on anarchist. That's too right. Far. There's not like a huge <laughs> like libertarian teacher yeah. Twitter, so it's just kind of like it's kind of like super liberal teachers yeah. which is like 95 percent of people and then there's like the five percent rest of us and that just like kind of happens to be conservative-ish yeah. um you know and i i started making content with uh this education newspaper they're fairly new called chalkboard review and they have definitely like a conservative bent to them but at the same time it's like you know i would say if you take a like deeper dig below the surface like people have very different and nuanced views um so yeah but yeah i can understand how you got that yeah that makes sense that uh they that uh yeah no it's funny because i guess if you're a libertarian or an anarchist they'd be like well what the fuck are you even doing here which kind of leads into my next point like i'm kind of curious like where what your thoughts on our like education like especially public because i'm assuming you were a public teacher or yeah a public school teacher because i know that's a pretty common thing with anarchists and libertarians yeah they're very queasy on a public education, but at the same point, someone's got to teach them, you know what I mean? Like the kids, but I guess there's obviously private schools. There's, there's other right. you know, avenues, but I mean, they have very much restricted the uh, education market. So, it, I mean, it's kind of slim pickings, I guess. So, so I think that like public school, I don't necessarily see public schools as not compatible with libertarianism. Right. Because like, 
schools are supposed to be like locally controlled. Schools are supposed to be like you vote on your school board and your school board has a lot of control over what goes on in your schools. So I think that in terms of like libertarian, small government, um, I, I guess like I would love it one day if everything was like super totally free market. But at the same time, like people are going to form governments. I think that libertarians kind of underestimate how much people are going to like pool resources. And then that essentially is government. Um, I, I see it more, I guess, like fractured. Like, I don't think there should be a Department of Education in the federal government, right? Mm. Like, there should be no Secretary Cardona. Um, so I guess I believe public education in that sense, like, like literally people who decide to live in a place and say, okay, we're going to give this portion of money towards education and you can go here if you want to because we believe it's the best thing for everybody here. Now, a different town could decide something different, you know? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm all for like a voluntary type uh public yeah. education or like a or even ideally i mean i wouldn't say i i am for it but i find it preferable if you the more localized the, the better so like yeah uh, so like i obviously i'd still be like well technically that's not my ideal but it's preferable right. so like obviously if you can do like break it up by states or by county or mm -hmm. whatever but yeah there's definitely a lot of federal influence has been and i could see it being do done in different ways you know like a small town like bronxville connecticut or scarsdale i'm sorry bronxville new york or scarsdale new york which are these like little very wealthy suburbs outside of new york city like they could probably more or less like their schools are already basically private schools like they have like one uh or bronxville has a k-12 school it's all in one building i think scarsdale has a few like it's spread out a little bit but it's basically going to private school versus new york so they can just have one that's taxpayer funded new york city would obviously require something that's a little bit more sophisticated like that and so i could see it being more of like a series of small private schools and then the city gives people like a voucher right yeah. to go Charter and purchase like yeah you know yeah. and they can go and purchase whatever education fits the needs of their students and they'll have like a wide variety of options yeah um so i do i think i have a pretty libertarian vision for education even though the way that i would choose to express it is i'm a supporter of public education i think everybody should have access to a free high quality education yeah. no i actually agree i just i'm a I'm like more of an ANCAP to where I actually think in magical in Kapistan where the world is completely, there's no government or whatever there would be. It actually, we would have a better system of, of schooling and it would actually be about the same. Uh, right. I just think better, like so. long term, yeah. long term, if you want a libertarian society to survive, like you need all people to have some pathway to success. Um, otherwise, you're just going to create a two tier society. So I would rather see like really high quality education be the vehicle for getting people to, you know, move up and do better rather than government subsidies and this and that. I just, I guess my thing is I see like teachers, especially public school teachers. Yeah. Don't think this is a ding. I just got out of the military recently. I see it in the same vein as active or i seem in the same vein as like military as cops as like teachers just like i said it's in that like sure i know a lot of people make fun of people who say like you know the you know the uh, oh the good cop or whatever like mm -hmm. but there's some truth to that and that there are people who are 
better than the others. And I just think the incentives create an issue. So when, especially, yeah. you know, like obviously it'd be preferable if we had things on a state level, but we have the federal influence and that creates certain incentives where generally speaking, most teachers, I mean, you could probably correct me if I'm wrong, probably aren't as good as they could be. <laughs> yeah, no, no, 100%. I totally agree. And yeah. this is, you know, like this is what I would talk, I talked about before like school, open school stuff, came along before the vaccine mandates like before things like that are started like really threatening our liberty i talked basically all about school issues mm -hmm. um and reforming the schools and some of the problems and one of the things i was always railing on was teachers like there's a like there's a lot of really cringy like teacher instagram and teacher twitter out there like oh teachers they work so hard and they're paid so little and like I crap all over that stuff because I'm not into the victim mentality. I think actually in general, like if you look at the average salary of teachers, it's like very middle class. Like there are some places where the pay is really crap and I'd be like, wow, I'm not working there. But also like this, the, the cost of living is way lower. Like I live in the most expensive place to live in the whole country, you know? So I probably would make sense that I make twice as much as you since I pay twice as much in rent or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like there's a, there's a lot of different reasons I think for that, but like at the same time I've been in corporate and there's a lot of dumbass people there too. So <laughs> I don't know. They can just hide it. I think better with their like money and it's a different type of industry versus, being service work you know service work is different than like producing something that makes money yeah no for sure for sure uh uh i got another super chat uh do your political or social views ever influence your teaching content or style also either of you any thoughts on ron paul homeschool curriculum or Corey delangelis's at the angelus's fun yeah. students, not systems i mean for the second part i'll just go ahead and i don't really have much else to say because obviously i'm not a teacher but ron paul i mean obviously i'm all for homeschool i'm not like super up to all that and then the cory dylan uh, god i don't know why that name fucks with me so much DeAngelis. DeAngelis, yeah yeah a fun students not systems yeah i mean i'm all for that i mean i'm mm -hmm. the one i think that's that's who i was thinking of when i said like yeah. the kid would get a voucher and they can go where yeah. they want you know Corey's. i i like Corey. i don't always agree 100 percent with him on everything but i love the advocacy that he's doing um school choice and homeschooling are both seeing a huge uptick in popularity right now um, you know, obviously now that I don't have a job, but I still see myself in that education space. Homeschooling is something that I'm becoming more interested in seeing how I can, you know, help support families, do tutoring, start my own small school, something like that. Um, so I'll definitely be checking out Ron. I didn't realize he had his own curriculum. So I'm going to check that out. Ron Paul yeah. is the man. Um, yeah. in terms of my views influencing my teaching i'm actually about to have a video come out kind of uh that touches on this topic on the chalkboard review page it's about like good history teaching yeah. and so and and this book that i had i must have oh it's right over there it's called what is history and you know it's a it's like a philosophy of history book and so at the end of the day you know i'm i'm the person through whom the content is filtering mm -hmm. so it, yeah, like I'm good. My bias is going to impact my class to some extent. Now, yeah. that's something that I try to be aware of and I try to hedge against to an extent. But the other extent, I think I'm a high, highly qualified. And I think that, you know, that my perspective is, is, uh, I don't, again, I don't want to say it's right, but I think it's, it's, 
it's one that's informing them to have a good education. Yeah, um, I mean, with something like history, I don't even know how you could yeah. not. I mean, this isn't math or English. Like, I mean, uh, you're you right. are literally like this is what happened, and 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 I know a lot of people like to be like, oh, just facts, and this is that. But it's yeah. Like, well, There's it's like, who like, chooses the facts, yeah, exactly. right? Who chooses the facts? So I choose the facts. And so one way that I try to hedge against my bias is I present, try to present lots of facts from multiple sources with different in, you know, two, three interpretations of those sources. Now I have to balance that because my kids are in 10th grade. So I, you know, I can't do too much. You know, oftentimes we'll say like less is more. I rather dig in deep to one document, um, than try to like, crunch in three. So there's got to be balance there. But I I try to do several things in terms of giving them several different interpretations of any given event. You know, so, so one that I might agree with, definitely one I don't disagree with, maybe one that's somewhere in between. Um, and then I also try to you know, share my bias to an extent. I don't want to give them everything. I try to avoid telling them like who I vote for and this and that, but you know, I share with them my bias so that they can call me out and I want them to challenge me. Hey, did I leave anything out? What do you think? What have you heard? So, and like, go ahead. Yeah. I was was just going to say someone brought up and I just thought it was fun. I don't know if you've gone down this rabbit trail before how uh, our system is. Uh uh, Okay, cool. I just, I was like, I didn't know if you'd gone down that because I've a little bit, I'm just, I've never really done a deep dive. I just always found that very interesting that it's like, that's, that so that was going to be my next video, actually, yeah. <laughs> after that for Chalkboard Reviews. I, I recently read this book called The Leipzig Connection. I think I'm saying that, or Leipzig. It's a, it's like a German uh, city. And it talks about how like that education model was kind of like brought over here. And it has to do with like the Rockefellers and whatever the other big family was at that time. And it just really gets into how they were interested in that time in a doing certain things to make these big billionaire families look better. Right. So, okay. That's why we're going to get into education. And then they also wanted to come up with like a new science, right? They wanted to come up with something big and different. And so they brought in a bunch of nonsense at the same time too. So uh, yeah, that's definitely something I want to dig deeper into Um, you know, I think that there's some validity to it. I think that in many ways, I think that classical education makes sense. Right. And that not all of it's the Prussian model. A lot of this is like the, the, like from when humanism was a big thing and the Renaissance, right. Kind of more just like classical education. So to an extent, I think that's true. I think there's a lot of messed up things like the over medication of kids, I think is a big deal that not enough people talk about. And like people are just casually like, oh yeah, give them Ritalin. Like that's what that kid needs. Like, no, that's probably not what that kid needs. You know what I mean? No, like they probably yeah. just need to like go run around. <laughs> yeah, no, I was a kid on Ritalin and uh and, and now in my later years, I'm like, shit, I just had a my just thought differently. I mean, I don't think I'm like a genius, but I'm clearly, I feel like in my opinion, a little bit smarter than you're an average bear. So like, I was like, if anything, I was like, if any, like, I just thought different, I just need to learn to how to harness that. And now I've like, I, I don't feel like people can tell I have ADD or whatever. I just, I, I just have learned to master it. So, right. But, yeah, yeah. I don't, I, I, I'm not into that. Like, I think that there's definitely like, 
like you know if a kid is on the spectrum or something or if um you know you have cerebral palsy or like there's certain things obviously that need labels but i think then we get in and this goes back to like the whole leipzig connection and like really this time period where everybody wants to come up with their thing and their categorization of it and just like everything needs to be medicalized and problematized um is we're just keep closing the window of what it means to be normal Versus, you know, like, I mean, there definitely is a difference between somebody who's like not normal and normal, but, you know, like, where is that line? I'd like yeah. to see it be pretty broad. That's the whole reason it's called the spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, where are you on it? Like, no, I'm probably yeah, yeah. on there somewhere. Like, I don't, I don't right, know. Right. Far, you know? <laughs> and, and another thing that I've seen too is like, I worked with a lot of autistic kids. Um, like, when I was in college and grad school, I did a phonics program and like reading comprehension. And, um, and what's, you know, like they're amazing thinkers in this, the way that they think. But I saw this documentary about diet and um, they were saying that a lot of the things, a lot of the behaviors presented are very triggered by like high sugar diets, like high gluten diets. Uh, so that's I just again, I don't know to what extent. Yeah, the 90s um, were awful for processed foods. <laughs> but yeah, I've definitely noticed it myself. I mean, I have issues with my skin and what it is is when I eat, like I'm allergic to gluten and then like I'm pretty sure also soy gives me issues and like my skin will break out. Like I was having issue with my, it's this eye, with my left eye this last week. It just like gets red and stuff and it's from the food. Yeah. Uh, so Michael, bro, Michael, he's bringing up good points. I, th- I mean, I'm gonna kind of play off of this, and it kind of kind of ties into the Prussian model. But I, I know growing up, like I didn't learn until I was an adult how to think. Mm-hmm. Like school never taught me how to think, like logical fallacies, you know, like just like which seems ridiculous. Like I actually kind of got to argue my my wife about something to do with my kid today. I was like, and I remember why I literally was like, well, this is why you need to think this way, blah blah. blah. Like I, I don't remember exactly even what we were talking about. I don't know if I was talking about fallacies or what. And she's like, ah, well, sh- you should, shouldn't do that. Like, you, you're just, you know, filling her head. I'm like, no, like, this is the building block of learning. And then the facts and all the shit like that comes later. Like, it shouldn't be the opposite because people have this idea. Yeah, that, I mean, like, it needs to be facts. like at yeah. least some sort of like ebb and flow versus like do this and then that, right? For so, me, I just feel like, for me, I mean, obviously you don't want to do that for like little, little, little kids, but like, yeah. at some point you'd be like, this is how you go. About We're big thinking, on the you know? vegetable propaganda over here. Vegetables <laughs> are good. Yeah. We love vegetables. We eat all of our vegetables, right? Because we get big and strong. So I'm big on the vegetable propaganda for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I'm I, with you. Um, yeah, I agree with this person's comment. Um, so my channel before I changed it to Teaching Liberty was called Class Disruption. Mm-hmm. And that was the whole idea was that, you know, the class disruption is always that kid that we punish, we kick out, you know, we think needs to be put on medication. Um, but really, it should be that energy that we're trying to embrace and, you know, figure out, OK, like, what is this person trying to say? Uh, because I do feel like I was a bit of a class disruption. I was good enough mm-hmm. at school that I could make it work. Um but in my own class, once I figured out how to really like get those kids involved that were the ones like calling out or cursing or asking the silly questions, I figured out how to involve them and center and be like, 
when they ask a super, I'd be like, that's a great question, right? Because oftentimes like questions that we think are stupid is really just the teachers like, you know, but like you could address it and deal with it and turn it into a learning moment. And so you bring that kid in instead of pushing them out. Um, and then that was kind of my point too. And as a teacher, like, okay, that teacher that is going to say something that's a little bit different from the other teachers, they're going to be the ones that everybody, you know, gets mad at. And of course what, you know, what happened, everybody was triggered. They reported me to my principal. They got me in trouble, you know? And so I had to shut that channel down, but I came back as teaching Liberty and now I'm a completely free women woman. So fuck the system. (laughs) We're back. Um, but yeah, I say, I say all that to be like, I do believe in many ways that our system is based on compliance. Um, you know, and that's why teachers love the masks. It's not because they think it keeps them safe, but it's just like another little piece of compliance and kids are quieter in the mask. You know, Mm -hmm. they're more compliant in general. So again, obviously my vision of what school could be is much different than what it is. And that's a I good point. Yeah. Used to I never believe, thought of that. Yeah. But the compliance for the kids. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And I used to believe that the system could be reformed from within. I was still of the mind that you could get in there and good people could change things and work together. But this last 18 months, you know, and just like the six years working at the DOE, looking at the beast in the face, it's like, no, we have to build our own thing. It's time to make our own because what we say is the government is the government. And right now we're given this conglomerate of people way too much power. Time to invest that power in ourselves, in our own community, in our own institutions. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. I wasn't, didn't really intend to go on this route, but if you have any thoughts on what you're going to do going forward, or are you just, because I know the uh, one thing, uh, the, the height of the lockdowns, a lot of people were talking about was like doing like, homeschooling pods and stuff mm-hmm. like that and say somebody like you there's an economic opportunity where i don't know you could probably pool some sort of resources from parents you know make it also really cheap the more people you have you know stuff like that you, i mean there are different routes to go i mean obviously you know it'd be great if you know they decide oh just kidding we'll take you back but like <laughs> that may not be the case yeah and this is just skills you have so like what what are we what are your thoughts going forward like what, what are you thinking so go subscribe to my youtube channel teaching liberty Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to bring my teaching to YouTube. I'm working on my website to create like, uh, a place where you could become a community member, almost like your Patreon, um, and have like a discussion board where you can get access to like teaching resources to go along with the video. So, like I said, I really want to make something where everybody can access it, you know, like where you can get like video and learning for free and then have like a more, you know, kind of like if you want access to me and like you want lesson plans, you can pay for that. Um, I'm trying to get the tutoring stuff going up. Um, And unfortunately, I think that these mandates, they're going to come for the kids. I mean, they already are in California. So I think that there is going to be an opportunity here. Again, I don't even like to say opportunity. I hate putting it into those terms, but I think that there is going to be a need. For, for yeah for teachers because i you know i think that there's going to be plenty of parents that run out and get their kid vaccinated and and you know i wish them all the best uh but i think that there's going to be at least just as many who are ready to yank their kids or you know ready to raise all hell over this so i will be here and hopefully have everything set up and running to go um you know when that time you know if that time comes 
No, that's a, um, that's a, that's a good yeah. idea. I mean, the more the state overexerts its power, the more the counter economy, you know, gains footing for people to understand like what, what that is, you know, agorism and such. But yeah, that's basically what we're talking about right there. Like you creating, like that's, that's a really good idea, especially like, you know, with the Patreon and having more of an exclusive. Uh, so let's bring it back to, I kind of want to talk about like your just thoughts on COVID in general and how it's affecting mm-hmm. you being a teacher and stuff. You know, prior because you're in New York, so you're in the thick of it. I'm here in Florida, and don't be wrong, we had our moments in Florida, but it was not New York, that's for sure. <laughs> no, we call Florida the free state. I'd be like, oh, yeah. the free state of Florida. Um, so, you know, in the beginning days, it was rough. Um, I I remember the Friday before the city shut down. It was Friday the 13th of March, 2020. And I was like, something's going on here. Like, I'm taking off of work. I'm staying home. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't trust these people. They out here telling us, oh, no, everything's fine, this and that. But I'm like, look at what's going on in these other countries. I was like, I'm I'm staying my butt right home <laughs> and called out. And then, um, you know, I was I was thinking that probably we should like everybody should maybe just stay home and chill out for the next couple of weeks as much as they could, you know, saying the, sh- the study, the city should shut down now in hindsight, I think I was wrong in hindsight. I think I should have, you know, said, do what you want to do, but everything should continue running, um, mm-hmm. as much as possible. Um, but you know, in my credit after two weeks, I started to be like, all right, guys, like we said two weeks, you know, and I was a little bit surprised when they extended it past uh, it here it was 420 was the date. And I kept telling my kids, oh, no, after spring break, we're definitely going back. Like, we can't do this for however long. And then, you know, by the summer, I was very much like, all right, like, what the hell is going on here? Like, you know, at first I was pro mask too. At first the government was telling us not to wear the mask. So I was like, I don't know. I think I, we should wear the mask. But then by the time they mandated it, I, I was like, no, what, what's this cloth doing? You know? So, um, again, at first I was on the wrong side of it, I think, but to my credit, you know, I kind of quickly wisened up and I just, I got hardened over last school year when they shut down the schools and I, I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that the city was putting their power behind encouraging families to stay home instead of encouraging kids to come back to school after seeing how devastating the impacts and how ineffective online learning was. Uh, I went out, I started protesting with parents, you know, I started, a. uh, uh organization called teachers for open schools but you know it was hard to teach it's not a popular position so we got a few teachers here and there yeah no it's wild there definitely should have been a whole lot more options because i know like uh, ron paul was screaming about this from the beginning that like especially once we found out the stats that it didn't really cause harm yeah. for young children and most people who have young children are usually younger adults or like middle-aged adults so yeah sure i mean you can maybe have the option to do like your online schooling if you want but like the most part, like, you know, young kids, young adults are generally the people that don't have an issue with it. If anything, they should have been, if anything, we should have been borderline encouraging these people to get immunity. And then the older folks, you know, we should have been doing uh, yeah. <laughs> what Florida was doing. Yeah. Like Florida had their kids going in person from the jump last year. Uh, I don't think that they ever closed down. You know, they would pull kids out. Window, okay. Quickly, but, but it was like super small. And then they went yeah. to the option. Yeah. And then, you know, they kid, I guess they pull kids out for quarantine. But, uh, you know, if I Florida, in my opinion, has done this whole thing more or less right. 
you know, yeah. or as right as you could be. Like you're not going to get every single call right. You're not going to do every single part. But like in general, like I think if everybody went the way of Florida, this country would be way better off right now. Yeah. Or even more uh, extreme, just literally do nothing aside from maybe provide an option for online learning. Because it's like for the most part, if you do, if you are a person who feel like feels like you don't want to take that risk, then maybe you have a good reason, and then you shouldn't take that right. risk. Everyone else, it's yeah. like we're I mean, just in hindsight, I think the whole thing has been way overhyped. Yeah, you know, like I think that there was some sort of sort of I don't know, I don't know what to call it because it's so hard to to assign motive right it's so hard to decide like is this just like mass incompetence and stupidity you know i was looking at um the book of daniel a couple weeks ago we did like a bible study talk and in the one part it describes the the leader the king i forget what his name is he has like kind of a difficult name but he it just says that he's enraged he's just so enraged and he's acting so irrational in what he's doing and so like that kind of pushes me more towards thinking that like okay there are probably some bad actors like china and probably elites at the very top in the united states are like some bad actors but like maybe somebody like bill de blasio is literally just so just like lost and enraged and wants to do something to feel like he has a legacy in new york and this is going to be his legacy and he's such you know he could get everybody to take the vaccine and it just literally is irrational Mm. um so you know i and then in other parts of me you know i do believe in some of that stuff like maybe there is like a globalist agenda this and that but i think you start to lose people and i don't think you have to go that far no I it's, think both. It's, it's both yeah that's what it is because it's like you have you have you, i mean obviously they're the government has uh or just these type of you know agencies have a tendency to to draw in uh incompetent people and power seekers so then you have this combination of idiots and then people who are actually generally pretty savvy and have an agenda and idiots are pretty easy to control. So it's this perfect, uh, perfect fucking recipe for shit. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so, you know, I just have faith, like even as things have gotten harder, I guess the harder that they've gotten, it's like the more that I've just like leaned into my faith because you know, I guess you can say from like a logical perspective that religion, it doesn't make logical sense. Like it's based on faith, but at some point it's like, well, then what the hell is my, my belief in this government and all the things they're doing? Cause none of that makes sense. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. like when I read the stories and I've been reading it a lot more, um, and like, I have my Torah that I got from when I had my bat mitzvah. And so it's like, it has like all the chapters, but then it also has like commentary and it like, you know, helps bring you through the thought process and everything. And just like the more that I read it and reread the stories, it just, it makes, you know, I feel like the other people, they could also make a religious argument, but in the Bible, it's always the person who's standing alone, or it's always the small group of people trying to convince the other people to like come the way of God. Right. It's always the people building the golden calf. Everybody's building the golden half except for Moses. And he comes down from the hill and has to convince everybody not to Right. Everybody is bowing down to the statue except for Daniel and his, and his couple of friends. And they have yeah. to convince them with the power of God. 
not to. So, I mean, you know, I could be wrong. I could, my, my conversations could be flawed or could be misguided, but that's, that's how I see it. Yeah. I did want to bring a touch on something you said earlier. I kept meaning to bring it up, but I keep forgetting it. I got, I found some more juicy other tangent to go on, but uh, I just thought it was funny. You brought up that uh, you really can't complain about the pay or I me. Mean, she probably could find something to complain about, but it's really not. Oh as yeah. Bad I as could complain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the same thing I, you know, a lot of people know who watch my show. I'm, you know, a few months ago, I just got out of active duty military, but you know, I was 11 years uh, and okay. I was in East six. Thank you for your service. Uh, I you don't have to that. trust me. I'm not, I'm not proud of it. But uh, fucking um, anyways, uh, no, it's all good. Don't remember. It's, it's fine. It's sorry I made that weird. But <laughs> uh, no, I but, mean, I could argue with you on that. But no, I, I yeah. understand you. Yeah, but uh, not that I did anything like horrid. I was a fucking mechanic. I just to, to my point that I'm getting at, I was, I was a complete and utter fucking waste of time because uh, or time and money uh, for people because, yeah, I mean, I was very much overpaid. Like I fucking, I, 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 I didn't, I don't have any like credentials. I just, you know, I was a good mechanic, but like you, you, you people get the military and like teachers and I guess cops, cops might be a little more accurate. They're a little bit uh, underpaid in some places. Cause I, I've seen their, well, yeah, their I think salaries, it depends but, where you work. Not in New York yeah. city, New York city, they're paid but, pretty good. Yeah. And that's not to say I'm a fan of cops, but if you do look at their pay, you're kind of like, Oh fuck, that does suck. But, uh, <laughs> but for military, like I, uh, I can tell you firsthand, it is not anywhere as bad as some people make it out to be. I know like a lot of times when you hear stats, about like welfare, people always bring up military. And the reason why there's so many military members on welfare is because they're able to, uh, a lot of our pay was, uh, what's called like allotments or, or, uh, allowances, not allotments, uh, allowances that aren't taxable so they don't get counted towards stuff like that so it, uh, it looks like, it looks like on paper that you're like oh you only make like twenty thousand a year and you're like yeah i need food stamps bro but it's like yeah but like over half your paycheck is like housing allowance food allowance shit like right that. So, okay <laughs> so yeah no the the military is not as hard up as people make it out to be at all like uh i was very well compensated if anything shit is way tighter now and i actually have a well-paying job so like you know it, it is what it is um but yeah, uh, with that, I guess we're probably at a good spot. Actually, uh, no, yeah, we're a good spot. Uh, you got anything you want to finish on, or or, or you were going to drop plugs? No, I just want to say, you know, I appreciate you having me on. I think that this was a fun conversation. I wasn't exactly sure what direction it was going to go into, but this mm. was a fun direction. I love getting into like, like political theory and just like yeah. kind of bringing more context to what brought me to this point here. I appreciate you like plugging my GoFundMe. You know, I think in some sense, it's like, I don't like to ask people for money. Um, mm. but you know, I do have a kid I'm trying to figure things out. I'm trying to, you know, anything I do i feel like will ultimately be given back to people so i appreciate you guys i appreciate everybody dropping comments um you know give me a follow on twitter at teach liberty one go subscribe to my youtube channel and i you know maybe i'll see your beautiful face around yeah no whenever i uh drop this is a numbered episode i'll put all the other information but right now there is also there's all already the gofundme i did want to touch on real quick though that like uh i never didn't really naturally come up but this is like, it, I know everyone's all about non-compliance and like, uh, and that's cause I touched on earlier that like, this is like a, you know, a golden calf, if you will, of like, you know, you must not comply and like in our circles. And, uh, if you want people to not comply, this is how you go about it. Like if you want to see that you need to support it. So like people like Stephanie who are making that sacrifice, like even say, you know, I mean, I, I've explained my situation, but like say before where I was like, uh, 
I was, because uh, I had said before, I, I may cave if I absolutely had to. People like me, even then, it's like, well, what do we got to do to get you there? You know, or, or right, like you. Right. You're so like, how can we help you to to incentivize people to be more likely to take that jump? Because, I mean, people are like, yo, I got fucking bills to pay, mouths to feed. Like, sorry, like it is what it is. But, you know, if you want people not to, you know, if you're in a situation where you can help out these people. So, like, Stephanie, definitely, you know, go, you know, consider your GoFundMe. At the very least, go give her a follow. Fucking go subscribe to her YouTube channel. Just, like, any fucking thing you can. Share her content. Um, and definitely, whenever you get a – if you start doing, like, history shit, I mean, especially if it's some interesting topic, I could probably have you on again to talk about All right, like cool. That. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. I appreciate yeah. you, man. Oh, no problem. No, yeah, I, I, it's funny. Like, growing up, I hated history in high school, like, as a kid. But it was because it was so fucking. It was always like the teachers were like just facts and names. Yeah, and, like it's just boring. Like but now in as an Bueller, adult, I like, have that yeah. that scene in my head of Bueller where the teacher's like in 1967. Yeah, yeah like it's boring. I try. I try to be exciting. You know. But no, it's adult. I, I listen to, to history stuff, shit, and it's so fucking interesting. There's so mm -hmm. much going on. But you're like more about like what are the motivations, what is the influence. But like as a kid, you're just like. All right, what what year do I need to remember? Uh, what seed <laughs> did they cross? Nah, like, nah, not in my class. I mean, <laughs> I want you to remember the year, but I try to, you know, give you a reason yeah. to remember it. Uh, okay, and for me, I'm on the way. Who's a YouTube channel? You can find me on all the major audio podcatchers. Uh, I'm on Odyssey. I'm at Galley San Jose on Twitter. Uh, if you want to give me money, Patreon.com. So it's No Way Jose 2020. That comes with some perks. I don't have a whole lot of perks to give you, especially not as much as Stephanie will hopefully have here soon. Um, like, share, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. I'm going to play an ad. If you want to stick around, Stephanie, we can talk around post, or you can bounce. It won't hurt my feelings either way. I know you probably want to go to bed. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'll chill for a second. You. Yeah. All right. I'm going to play the ad. Woo. All right, cool. If you love playing fantasy football but struggle to find the right resource to help with your research, the guys at Football Insider Edge have you covered. Whether you are a season-long player, focused on DraftKings or FanDuel contests, or just like to make the occasional wager each week on a couple of games, Football Insider Edge provides you with the research tools and in-depth analysis to take your game to the next level. With their proprietary model, matchup charts, and industry award-winning content the team at football insider edge have devoted themselves to educating their subscribers helping them improve their play in a few special moments winning life life-changing money they are proud of the community they've built through weekly interaction on their slack chat channel and take great pride in helping others to achieve their goals of becoming better fantasy players as supporters of the show and of the liberty movement as a whole they are currently offering a 20 percent discount on any monthly or full season plan on their website just go to footballinsideredge.com and use the code Jose at checkout to take advantage of the discount offer today. So if you guys are fantasy football people, go check this out. It's a win-win-win. I win, you win, they win. There's no loss here. It's fucking capitalism, baby. Let's do it.